Our scripture is an easy one. Exodus 20, 16, short. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As you know, we are counting down the top 10 list, the 10 commandments. And today we're on the, the ninth commandment, or as the Bible calls it, the ninth word. The Bible doesn't actually use the word commandment, but rather says that these are God's 10 words. Sometimes we hear these referred to as the Decalogue. It's just a fancy Greek word, uh, deca for 10 and, and logos for word, the 10 words, the Decalogue. These are God's 10 words for us. Words that offer life. I know oftentimes we think of the Ten Commandments as just a, a, a list of rules that, that limit what we can and cannot do. But I don't think that at all. These aren't so much a list of rules, but an invitation to life. They're an invitation to life. These ten words reveal to us the way to live in healthy and whole relationships with each other and with God. They're an invitation to life, abundant life. That's how I want us to approach these words. And I'm going to repeat that every week for these 10 weeks as we get through these 10 words because that is how we approach these words. If, if you think about it, these 10 commandments, they don't even have a punishment attached to them if you break them. In the Decalogue, there is no, if you do this, then. It's just giving us they're just laid out there for us to either accept or reject. However, we understand that breaking these words, they break relationship and there are consequences. Anytime we go against God's way and God's rules, there are consequences. But these are 10 words that bring life. 10 words that God offers to us so that we can be in covenant relationship with him. That's what God is offering us. Think of covenant relationship like, like a marriage. And that is what these words are offering as well. So today we're looking at the ninth word. We'll read it again. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. This is number nine. I hope you are beginning to memorize these. That's what we invited you to do the first week as we count these down. We're going backwards uh, just to give you a different perspective in them. Uh, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And today we're going from deception to truth-telling. That's the, the, the area that we're looking at, from deception to truth-telling. And let me say it again. The invitation is for us to be a people that do not deceive, but focus on telling the truth. The commandment says don't bear false witness. We don't use that language very often, but to bear false witness is to lie or to deceive. And there are many times in the Bible where God speaks about bearing false witness. In the law in Deuteronomy, we read these words, Deuteronomy 19. If the witness is a false witness, having testified falsely against another, then you shall do to the false witness just as the false witness had meant to do to the other. 
In Proverbs, there's several statements about false witnesses. Proverbs 12, 17. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness speaks deceitfully. Proverbs 14, 5. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness breathes out lies. Proverbs 19, 5. A false witness will not go unpunished, and a liar will not escape. Proverbs 19, 9, which is almost the same wording. A false witness will not go unpunished, and the liar will perish. Proverbs 21, 28, a false witness will perish, but a good listener will testify successfully. And then Proverbs 25, 18, like a war club, a sword, or a sharp arrow is one who bears false witness against a neighbor. It's a pretty graphic image, isn't it? Like a war club, sword, or sharp arrow is one who bears false witness against a neighbor. Now that goes against what I was brought up to believe, right? You know the saying, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. This proverb is saying just the opposite. Your words can cause damage and even kill. We don't use that phrase false witness very often. And because of that, I think we don't feel the impact of this ninth word. We think it's written for someone else. We say to ourselves, I haven't been a false witness against my neighbor but we haven't stopped to think about what that really means. We oftentimes see it as only applying to a court of law, and for sure it does apply to a court of law. A witness is called to testify, and is called to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. Because in a court of law, what you say is often a matter of life and death, isn't it? But it applies beyond the courtroom as well. In our everyday life, work, school, home, family, friends, strangers, we're called to go from deception to truth-telling. It's about proper communications. It's about healthy communication and relationship. It's about trust. I think this ninth word is one of those words that is most broken, one of the most broken commandments. Not many of us have a war have a war club or a sword or a sharp arrow, but all of us have the weapons of words that can cut and damage just as much. And we wield our words like weapons too often. And the reason is we don't think of it on the same scale as someone using a physical weapon, correct? Imagine with me for a moment. If I were to just go down into the congregation here, pick a random person and just start wailing on them, what would you do? After getting over your shock, you would stop me, hopefully. Many of you would probably call the bishop, my district superintendent, and you would say, there's something wrong here and this has got to stop. All of us would say, that ain't appropriate. That ain't right. See, that's, that's the way we see it. But, but the, the proverb is saying our words are just like physically destroying someone. Most of you would never think of striking someone else with your fist or a club or a sword or an arrow. But you don't think twice about posting the latest gossip on Instagram or Facebook. You don't think twice when you hear something said about someone else and tell your friends and anyone else around you. You don't think twice about sharing a story of someone else and not even verifying if it's true. Gossip is the way I see this ninth word broken so often. And gossip is bearing false witness. 
We live in a culture that loves gossip and slander and bearing false witness against our neighbor. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. This ninth word is speaking to this sin. The break, it's a breaking of covenant with our neighbor. All of these commandments have to do with community and breaking covenant with neighbor. Now here's where we want to find a loophole. We are people that love loopholes, don't we? Just read the IRS code. We are a people who love loopholes. And I hear this loophole all the time. It goes like this. Now, I'd never say anything bad about someone I know, but when you become a public figure, then you're opening yourself up to criticism and rebuke. It's okay to say something negative about a public figure because they understand that's the nature of their role. Remember in the Bible when the man came to Jesus and asked him what the greatest commandment was, what did Jesus say? How did he respond? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, right? And how did the man respond? He wanted the loophole. Who's my neighbor? (laughs) He wanted to justify how he could treat different people differently. And that's when Jesus told the story. You remember the story that he told, the story of the Good Samaritan? Jesus was telling this man that everyone is your neighbor. Church, listen to me. Let me put it in a way that hopefully you can understand. President Trump is your neighbor. So is Hillary Clinton. You cannot justify bearing false witness against them because they are your neighbor. We're quick to judge and speak against people we don't like. It's human nature. I'm guilty. We say things about them that we would never say in front of their face. And we justify it because they are public figures or we aren't in relationship with them. But the reality is, it's just bearing false witness. It's gossip. The sin of gossip is one of the most insidious in the church. This is the one I see that uh, we break often. And it's easy. I get caught up in it myself. I'm just as guilty And probably most of us are just as guilty. It's easy to justify our words. How often we feel better about ourselves when we hear something negative about someone else. What is it about us that that gets that way? It's a sad part of our fallen nature and and it breaks the heart of God. And it breaks trust and relationship. You might not realize it, but the, the 10 commandments are found in both Exodus and in Deuteronomy. And in this commandment, the word for false witness, they're different Hebrew words. One Hebrew word is used in Exodus and a different Hebrew word is used in Deuteronomy. Exodus uses a word that means uh, lying or wrong or false. And Deuteronomy uses a word that means insincere or empty or deceptive or frivolous. Kind of covering all the bases there, isn't it? Well, you didn't say this. Well, let me change it up for you so you understand. It means all of these things. You can see the nuances of the word. And it's more than just an outright lie. How often this is the case with us. We hear a story about someone and and we pass it on without thought if it's true or not. We don't verify the facts. We don't really care if it's true or not. I see this on social media all the time. Uh, It drives me crazy. Someone will post something and it won't be true, but the damage is already done. Or they'll start with, I don't know if this is true or not, but thought it was too important to pass on. That makes no sense. 
Please stop it if you're doing that. There are many definitions of gossip out there, but I like this quote from Sean Gladding from the book that we're reading, 10. Repeating private information to someone who is neither part of the problem nor part of the solution. That's a good definition. I like that. Repeating private information to someone who is neither part of the problem nor part of the solution. Gossip is a breakdown in human communication for both the one spreading gossip and the one hearing it as well. It is also a breaking of trust. Again, we like loopholes and too often we justify listening because we tell ourselves that we're not going to tell anyone else. But listening to gossip is the same as speaking it. When we hear a word about someone else, it changes the way we feel about that person or situation. Our silence in the face of gossip is also a sin. Let me say it again. Our silence in the face of gossip is also a sin. In Ellsworth Callis' book on the Ten Commandments, he uses an illustration made famous by another preacher, Clovis Chappell, that a, a person who listens to gossip is like a fence for a thief. You've heard that word before, a fence. A fence is someone who deals in stolen goods, right? That's, that's that, it's not a fence like behind our house, but a fence, someone who deals in stolen goods. So a thief would steal something, right? And then he would bring it to the fence who would buy it from him and then sell it to someone else. But just as a thief would be forced out of business if there wasn't someone to handle or fence his stolen goods. So there couldn't be a false witness if there weren't any listeners. When we listen to gossip, we become party to slander. We, we need to practice the art of not listening when people want to gossip. And that's hard, isn't it? It's as simple as saying, I'm not comfortable listening to this without them present. Or do you mind if we change the subject. Just takes that. And a lot of times the person doing it isn't even aware and then they realize, oh yeah, let's change the subject. But how much destruction has been caused by the useless chatter and gossip that we pander to every day? In the book of James, we're giving warning to this very thing, James 3, 5, and 6. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and is itself set on fire by, what's the word? Hell. James kind of gets to the point, doesn't he? He doesn't pull any punches. He just gets right to it. See, our words have incredible consequences, especially for those who claim Jesus as their savior. Our words have consequences. Our tongues are literally fire. How many lives have been burned by our words? How many lives have been destroyed by the fire of our words? How often our witness is diminished because we're not careful with how we speak. I want us to watch a story of how our words influence those around us. Now, this is a little bit longer video. I usually don't show a video this long. Uh, it's over, right over three minutes. But I think it drives home the point for us this morning, especially for us who claim to be the body of Christ. Let's, let's watch.
Annie. Sorry I'm late. No problem. Meeting went long again. I just got here myself. Davis account again? Yeah, what else? You know, sometimes I, I just want to take this team and just... Hey, remember your blood pressure. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Here, pick out a nice lunch. It'll make you feel better, okay? Yeah, right. Tom, thanks for taking time for me today. This is nice. Well, when you called this morning, it sounded like it was pretty important. So, what is it? What brings you all the way down here today? Well, I was having my quiet time with the Lord today. Come on, not this church stuff again. I just wanted to tell you some of the things that God has been showing me these days. Look, you know, this may be fine and good for you, but honey, we've already talked about this. There's nothing you're going to say that's going to make me change my mind about going to church. Just listen for a minute, okay? For quite some time, I've been praying that God would help me find some good friends. What's wrong with the friends you have? Nothing. It's just... But since the kids and I, we've been going to church, I've just really been hoping to connect with some of the ladies that I've met in Bible study. You already have plenty of friends. Yeah, but these ladies, they just have something special. I mean, they talk about God and how God helps them be something more than they can be by themselves. And Tom, I always felt like I could be more for you and for the kids. And with the support of my new friends and with God's help, I wanted you to be the first to know that I really want God to have control over my life. I want him to help me be the wife and the mother that he wants me to be. Wow. Sounds like they really had an effect on you. They have. And I can't wait for you to meet them. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe you'd want to meet their husbands one day. Maybe so. And then, as if I weren't running late enough already, I round the corner and run smack into Joan Walker. Did they just say Joan Walker? You're kidding. That woman is such a talker. I don't think so. You must have misunderstood. <laughs> no, it sounds like they know you. Are you sure you don't know them? I know. We don't see her for years. She shows up out of the blue and expects us to treat her like we're long-lost sisters. Yes, I'm sure. Just ignore them. Our group is really big enough as it is, and besides, Joan doesn't really fit in, if you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, wait just a minute. Tom, please, don't. I can't believe it. I mean, they're talking about you behind your back. Some friends. Maybe you're right, honey. Maybe you would be better off with your church friends. Those are my church friends. The biggest thing that people tell me why they don't go to church, because of our words. We have to be careful. What a tragedy. Where God was doing a work and was thwarted by us. Gossip and slander turn you from a witness for Christ to being a witness for Satan. You see, if we're not diligent in our discipline of our tongue, we can be easily influenced by evil and become instruments of hell, as James puts it. That should make all of us shudder in repentance. Lord, have mercy. 
Church, we, we, this is just a reminder that sometimes we become lazy in our speech, lazy in how we speak. With it, we praise God and curse our brothers and sisters. This shouldn't be. Too often we throw around gossip like a flame in a tinderbox. We jab and undercut. And often we are oblivious to the damage we are doing. I remember once when uh, we were driving down the highway and there was this pickup carrying a trailer and the, and the, the chain was dragging on the, the road and it was sending sparks out and, and it, they were actually setting fire to the median and other places and, and the guy was completely oblivious to what was going on behind him. He didn't know that he was catching things on fire and he actually caught the back of the trailer on fire and he didn't know that he was on fire and people were honking, trying to wave at him, get him to stop. But that's the way it is with our, our tongue as well. Not only does it burn the people around us, but it burns us as well. We're called to be a people that move from deception to truth-telling. Our witness is at stake. So I leave us this morning with one more word from the book of James. James 1.26. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. This ninth word from God is an invitation to a life of trust and goodness and love of neighbor as yourself. It's an invitation to clear your mind of evil and your heart of slander and your tongue of slander. But we have to be diligent. We must constantly be on guard. Our words should bring life, not death, right? That's our calling. That's our witness. I pray that we're a good witness. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this word that you have given to us to remind us, to warn us. Help us to not bear false witness against our neighbors, but help us to bring life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.